Welcome to The Sipping Point on WBAL, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine or maybe vodka one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. I am totally pumped for today's show because we're going to taste Maryland's first vodka, Sloop Betty, with the founders and taste a cocktail they designed just for today's show, or at least I like to think they did. We'll also talk to executive chef Kevin Vetter at McCormick and Company, and he's going to tell us how we can spice up our 2012 with their flavor forecast of what spice combinations are hot this year. So let's go ahead and get started. In studio with me today, I have Chris and John Cook. Actually, they are brothers. Last week, we had the Saucy Sisters. Now we have you guys, the Sloop Betty Brothers here. And they grew up in and around Maryland. And they started the first, Maryland's first distillery called Sloop Betty. Their first product is vodka. And they're going to tell me why it's so local, why we should all embrace this vodka, and how they came about to start the company. Welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Oh, well, I'm so psyched because I have this beautiful cocktail here. But before we dive in, because your Sloop Betty Vodka is our sip of the week. I always pick something for people to try, and it is available at Wells Discount Liquors. You also have something cocktail-wise. Let's kind of take a step back. You've been working on this project for a long time, even though it just launched this past April. How did you get started, guys? I think we uh, originally we got started, we were inter- interested in buying a restaurant, Um and we had looked at a couple of places in Annapolis, mm-hmm. uh, and fast forward a little bit, uh, that deal fell through. Uh, a couple of weeks later, John was at the Maryland State Archives. I think he was doing something work related. Uh, <laughs> I think anyways. Just he, looking uh, at books. Yeah, he just hangs out at the archives. Um, <laughs> but he came across these old rye whiskey labels and, uh, pictures of bottles. Hmm. And there was something that struck a chord with him mm-hmm. enough that he emailed me some of the old pictures. Um, and these were pre-prohibition bottles and labels. Um, so uh, from that point on, there was a lot of email back and forth. We started talking about it. Um, because kinda, Maryland rye was well-known. Maryland saying, rye right? and yeah. horse racing before prohibition were like the two big tags for, for Maryland or what Maryland was known for. Great. Um, ironically, today there's not rye that's really grown other than for a cover crop. Um but that was the genesis of a business plan, uh, more or less. And uh, from there, we kind of took off and started asking ourselves, you know, why shouldn't we do this? And, <laughs> you know, for me, it was just kind of an eye opener to understand that there was a time where small distilleries were the norm and not the exception. Right. And then in the lines of you know, famous last words, I thought. If you can do it with breweries, how hard could it be with right. a distillery? Right. It just seems wrong that we don't have that. <laughs> but so. the issue really was for us, at the legis- from a legislative perspective, there had been a lack of advocacy for decades and decades. So wineries and breweries had had laws updated through the years to accommodate them and to encourage those industries in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had not taken place with Maryland. So we had kind of a, a cumbersome start um in terms of getting the federal and the state license, but everybody's been very supportive from the comptroller's office on down. So. That's right. And I said uh, mistakenly a little bit, your company's called Blackwater Distilling, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And Sloop Betty's your first product. Right. And so it's a very interesting name and a very interesting 
um, very sexy mm-hmm. label. So how'd you come up with the name and the design? You have this, this, uh, pretty woman there with a little uh, wind up her skirt. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the name and the label, how that all came about. What we tried to do is marry actually a family history with the state history. Uh, Sloop Betty was the name of an historic vessel that sailed on the Chesapeake Bay back in the early 1700s. Um, and it was reputed to have been owned by Blackbeard at one point. Uh, and, and the, the image of Sloop Betty is an homage to the 1940s pinup. Uh, mm-hmm. our grandfather was a pilot in World War II and the fuselage art that a lot of folks put on the side of their plane, uh, while she was not on his airplane, it, it sort of was inspired by that idea. Yep. I see that on some trucks driving by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a little, she's a, a rung above truck stuff. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, it's beautiful. And of course, you know, what's really important, the packaging is great, but is what's inside. And so the vodka itself, what makes Sloop Betty Vodka special in relation to John, I know you're mm-hmm. big on the creation piece of this. What would you say were some key differentiators? Well, there's a number of things. Um, ever since we started working on the recipe design, our priority has been really focused on two different avenues. And one is being as local as possible. Mm-hmm. And the other is taste, pure and simple. You know, we want yes. this to be the, the best quality product that you can find. Absolutely. Uh, and we started looking at ingredients. Um Really, the the quality of the ingredients is what drove the decision. Uh, the quality of the ingredients drove the the taste of the of the spirit, and we wound up using uh, organic wheat and organic sugar cane as uh, the the substrate for for this. Uh, right. What we really want to do is emphasize the the taste of the bases. So we want to be able to taste the wheat. We want to be able to taste the sugar cane, but at the same time, we don't want the the negative attributes of those things to come through. And with mm-hmm. wheat. A lot of the time you get a, a lot of the burn, you know, uh, grains really drive that burn in the back of the throat that a lot of people, uh, equate with vodkas. Right. Um, the sugar cane really evens that out. It doesn't make it sweet at all. It just kind of neutralizes the heat that you expect. Right. Uh, and we designed the entire thing around tasting warm. So we wanted a product that would be good just mm. as it is out of the bottle. We figured that's Perfect. the, uh, Certainly. And the, that, and that also goes against, you know, the typical, when people think vodka, they're thinking about cocktails or they're thinking about mixing it even right. as they pick it up on mm-hmm. the store shelf. We wanted something that was good by itself. Yep. Um, John, you were talking a little bit about what differentiates the vodka from others. The first thing was ingredient quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and moving on from there, uh, another ingredient people don't always think about is the water that we use. Uh, water, you, you think about it, you know, every bottle is 40% alcohol. That means it's 60% water. So the, the quality of the water really is a big deal. Uh, we were able to find one on the Eastern shore that's really well suited for vodka. Yay. So that was, uh, that was certainly lucky for us. And after mm-hmm. that, it's also, uh, the carbon that we use in filtration. Now, a lot of people use aspects of their recipe as gimmicks. You know, you'll see all kinds of different things when people talk about filtration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to note that filtration isn't a numbers game. You know, more times doesn't make a better product. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we did was we we chose the the carbon that really went best for the uh, with the the product that we have. Right. Uh, we don't filter it 19 times. Uh, we filter it until it's ready. Right. Uh, and for us, that's that's twice in two different kinds of filtration. But it, it's not about the number. It's about being able to use that filtration process to leave in the good flavors, to leave in the taste of the cane and the wheat, but to take out the bad. Right. And I love that you were saying you're looking at tasting it warm because we do that a lot with 
white wine because you know whenever anything's chilled down mm-hmm. enough if it, it locks up the flavor and just makes it taste very neutral so Absolutely. if it's going to taste great warm then chill it a little bit with some other you know maybe you know a martini <laughs> it's a segue here you guys br- made a little cocktail for me to try the product with so tell me what we have Okay, it's just Sloop Eddie. We've got a couple ounces of Sloop Eddie, uh, a little bit less than a quarter ounce of vermouth mm-hmm. uh, for that. And it's a Dolan is the brand we used. It's a white dry vermouth Great. and a slice of cucumber. The point being here is uh, to what John was just talking about a minute ago. We actually want to taste the ingredients. Uh, we don't want to, you know, have uh, something sweet overwhelm the ingredients. We want to be able to actually have good quality raw raw ingredients in here um, that allow us to taste the essence of the wheat, the sugarcane distillate, right. as well as the cucumber. Yeah, you really do taste the cucumber. Is there anything you do to get that flavor? It just naturally, you pour that on top and it just already mm-hmm. infuses the flavor into the drink. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it also plays really well with citrus. Uh, I brought in a bottle of uh, the grapefruit bitters. It mm-hmm. does really, really well with a slice of lime. But okay. again, you know, I mean, it, it's good by itself. So I think that that helps a lot. Right. And wait, did you say shaken, not stirred? What, what's the, what's <laughs> either, the thing either there? Or, either right? or. This, 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 this was shaken. Awesome. Well, if folks want to find out more about Sloop Betty and uh, interface, you know, they can go to your website. Give everybody mm-hmm. a place to go. And Yeah, it's Sloop Betty, S-L-O-O-P, Betty.com. Um, you can also go to BlackwaterDistilling.com. That's the company name. Uh, and we're, uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. And we're on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter, at Sloop Betty. Perfect. Yeah, and I think we've interfaced on Facebook yes, and Twitter. <laughs> a few times. And, you know, what folks can do is if you go to your local restaurant or bar or retailer and they don't already have Sloop Betty Vodka, certainly we want them to ask for it, Absolutely. right? So. That's right. In Maryland, we're distributed through Southern. So okay. Southern Liquors, uh, Wine and Spirits actually is the name. So go on in and ask. It's delicious. We're going to post the recipe for your cucumber martini at thewinecoach.com, and we'll link over to your website so mm-hmm. folks can check out more. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been awesome. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. Thanks. Take care. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, The Wine Coach, each week, Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. on WBAL 1090 a.m. or at WBAL.com.